Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams of Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Today's movie we're going to be reviewing is called We Might Hurt Each Other or also known as Rupin Jealous, Rupin to Jealous. Corey, help me out here. I think you got it. Rupin to Jealous. Rupin to Jealous. It's a Lithuanian film. So all of it's in Lithuanian. There's subtitles, of course, but... That's what it's called in Lithuania, but for us in the States, it's called We Might Hurt Each Other. It's a Screenbox exclusive. You can get Screenbox for only $4.99 a month, or you can just pay for the year, which is like $27. $27 is nothing. Did you see the poster for this movie on IMDb? It says something completely different. What does it say? Pensive. Pensive. That, okay, we, so we have three movie titles? Yeah, apparently. Okay, let me, let me see this. IMDb. Okay, not Bone Tomahawk. Let's see. Okay. We might hurt each other. Oh, yeah. And now it's Ruben jealous. Okay. And yeah, pensive. Okay. And it's like the same poster. Yeah. No oh, shit. Know. They All couldn't right. figure out what they wanted to call it, apparently. Maybe it means something different in different languages. I would assume that pensive is not the same as we might hurt each other in Lithuanian. So I don't know. Maybe they just have three different names for the movie, kind of like The Professional, you know, with Natalie Portman. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah. But it, was called, it was called Leon the Professional, then The Professional, and I think it was another name, but maybe it's the same deal here. But the movie, it's directed by Jonas Perkanas. I think I got that. Written by Titus Lassius and Jonas Trukanas, starring Sarunas Rapalus Melissus. <laughs> I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Hey, you did the best you could. I did the best I could. Starring as Marius, uh, but, Gabija, oh, no. oh my goodness, Gabija, Gabija, Bargalate, I'm going with that. Sounds like a drink from Starbucks. Sounds like something I probably ordered, it costs $8. I'm sorry, I'm butchering names. Any of the actors, feel free to hit us up and be like, that's not how you pronounce it, and then make me look like a fool on Twitter. I don't care. Go <laughs> for it. It makes for good entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah. And Marius Repsis. Ooh, I can do that one, I think. Repsis. Repsis as Algus. The plot is after classmates destroy life-size wooden folk art statue during a wild high school graduation party at a remote cottage, a mysterious killer starts picking them off one by one. Kind of, but he goes a little ballistic. So 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of We Might Hurt Each Other? So Screenbox sent us this as an advanced screen and a checkout. So we're doing this now because the movie actually came out this week on streaming. I love this movie. I've always loved the fact that they can make slasher movies, which is my favorite genre of horror movies, in 2023 and kind of keep that Friday the 13th, 
OG Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street slasher vibe. I think they did a fantastic job with this movie as far as that goes. And I loved it on top of that. I was a big fan of this. I loved it a lot. Foreign films, we've talked about this before. Foreign films are fucking nuts, dude. They do way more in foreign films than we do here. They really do. I think they just don't care or they're more open to like lunacy whether it comes to violence and sex and all that stuff in different countries. Whereas here we're more reserved when it comes to that stuff. We're not as like open with all that lunacy. So I think maybe on our end, we don't get that kind of violence. But then again, we have Terrifier 2 at least. Speaking of that, did you see that Terrifier is going to theaters for the first time next week? I did see that. I'm looking to try to find a place to go and check it out, but I haven't found one yet. Londonderry is showing it. I was going to ask you about it, but then I remembered you don't fucking live here anymore. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Otherwise, so, I'd, I'd have gone with you. I might be rolling solo. Ah, uh, damn. That's too bad. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can get someone to go with you. Yeah. If anyone wants to go see Terrifier next week, tweet us or email us. There you go. That's all you got to do. But Corey, I think we're in agreement, though, that slashers are both yours and my favorite horror movie genres so we love that genre for horror movies it's fun it's crazy we like that insanity i grew up on it i'm sure you grew up on it too it's just what we've always loved however there are some different genres i actually do like i do like psychological and there are certain things that have to do with religion as well religious horror that i always found pretty crazy you know your exorcists or the conjuring things like that so I like that genre too. But Slashers is my number one when it comes to horror. And I like this too. I thought it was good, like what you were just saying, where overseas, they're just ruthless when it comes to violence and they just let it fucking fly. Whereas we're a little more reserved, I feel like sometimes. But I thought it was great. A funny thing, there was a lot of kids going to this cabin for this party. Like, Kid's just like, I'm just going to go on Airbnb, rent something, basically, and then fucking brings five cars worth of kids with them. That <laughs> was like the, the first thing I noticed when they show them graduating and then they were all talking about going to this cabin in the woods. I was like, there's like 30 kids right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. At first, I didn't know what the hell it was. I couldn't tell whether it was a high school graduation, a college graduation, prom or whatever, because everyone's hanging around in like nice clothes. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not prom because there's a little more glitz and glamour. And I couldn't tell, though, whether it was college or high school, because one of the kids um, that graduated, he was going to be drafted to the NBA. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe that's college, because usually with college, you go from high school basketball, you go to college basketball, then you get drafted into the NBA. I didn't realize that, you know, this kid, he was just going straight from high school to the NBA. So I was a little confused what it was at first, but all of that did unfold eventually where it was like oh yeah we're like you know we're gonna go to this college or stuff i'm like oh they're high schoolers i couldn't fucking tell man i did love that aspect of it though with that tall guy everyone's talking about their after college or whatever aspirations and this dude's gonna get drafted by the nba yeah i know he was a big dude very tall he was trying to be like the one in charge and at some points he was he was the one that was on the shots and everyone was listening to him and basically doing what he says which was i thought interesting maybe people just respected him that much and they just listened to him and they're like oh yeah this guy is important he's going to the nba he's in charge that's idea yeah. i don't know maybe that's how everyone was looking at it was that vitus vitus so the guy that played vitus i'm on his imdb right now and he's got what looks like a tube from a vacuum 
to his ear. It's a weird photo, but I'm just kind of scrolling through and looking at what the hell's going on. But Vitus, I don't, I think Vitus was the friend. But anyways, it's hard to tell. There's not a lot of photos out there. There's not a lot of IMDb information. There's some, but we're seeing different languages for the movie names and stuff like that. So I'm going to have to do a good amount of digging, I think, for images for social media. Back to this Vitus character. He was so fucking annoying in the beginning of this movie. I was hoping he died first. Yep. I really wanted him to get fucking an axe to the head or something because he was just driving me crazy. Oh, dude, for me, it was that one kid who was like barbecuing. He just seems like that dweeby guy who's like, I'm going to go to the party, be the life of the party and cook for everyone. You got to try my kebabs. Yeah, try my kebabs. Yeah, he's just like, have my kebabs. And he have just my kept... kebabs. They've been marinating for 48 hours. Yeah, what about my kebabs? He just kept saying, like, my kebabs. What about the meats? What about this? Stay away from the grill. I got the grill. My kebabs. So, it's like, it's all he was about. Meanwhile, this guy's grilling his kebabs, and everybody else decides to go and frolic in the fucking field behind the camp. Mm-hmm. And that's when they find these wooden statues that are kind of in a circle in the middle of this forest. So, like, the first thing these dumb kids decide to do is try to start fucking with the statues, like kicking them down. And didn't someone take like an axe to it? Or no, that happened later. Oh, no, it happened both times. Like, um, Did it? Yeah, the NBA guy, he was hacking at it with an axe because he's like, it's just a block of wood or something stupid. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they were just going off on the thing. But, it, you know, you see these kind of like statues in the woods. Like it was a whole like circle of them. You would think that maybe this is a little too suspicious, probably shouldn't touch them, probably shouldn't fuck with them, but they didn't know better because they're a bunch of dumb kids and they're like, ah, you know, it's a party. We're going to party and destroy things and whatever. So they just start destroying these really cool logs, statues, whatever you want to call them. And they sealed their own fate just by doing that, just by doing it, like killing it in their own specific way. And And that's important for later on. One of my biggest gripes in this movie is right about the same time this scene happened, we're about, say, 50 minutes into the movie. Holy shit, man. We get basically like 50 minutes of just these kids partying. But then you've got like another, what, 40 minutes or so of just shit hitting the fan. So like the back end of the movie was awesome. But yeah, you got to get through the first 50 minutes or so until shit really starts going down because the kids find the statues. And that's when they all decide to relax at the sauna that's on site. And and what happened to the sauna, Steve? Oh, well, one kid decides he's going to take in one of the statues with him, thinking like, oh, this is going to be fun, logging around this big log-ass statue into the sauna. So they turn the sauna up, they're hot and all this stuff. And then, of course, when they discover it's too hot, they try to get out and fucking doors locked, of course. So these kids are locked in there. They're getting like basically gas, not necessarily poisoned, but we'll say gasped and just too hot in there and they couldn't breathe. So they died. Three people died. Statue's still in there. And there was literally nothing anyone could really do to save them because they were having a hard time getting the door open anyway. So they got cooked. Yeah, they did. As the uh, word you're looking for. Yeah. And the way to sum it up, these fucking kids got cooked. Like you wouldn't believe, but yeah, they got steamed. So like right about the time that this happens, we finally get the reveal of the killer oh, and cool. they, I'm not complaining. They cloned Jason Voorhees with this guy and they gave him a different mask. Oh, yeah. That's Jason's brother, Mason. So Mason Voorhees is the killer in this movie and he's all pissed (laughs) off that these kids chopped his statues down and started burning them and took him into a fucking sauna. He just wanted them to lose weight, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the best way to lose weight and get rid of a cold. 
So Mason Voorhees starts going crazy <laughs> after this and just picking these kids off. Yeah. But I love the way that they showed him. They said, someone's coming. And you just see him not running, but just fucking those fucking kids messing with my fucking stash. Just kind of that deal. Obviously, he's probably saying it under his mask, but he's in a distance and he's just like striding, you know, just to like take this one kid out. And then he gets in the, the cabin. And this is my favorite part of the whole movie. It was fish in a barrel, man. These oh, kids, he, he just came in and just started slicing. I was trying to figure out what his weapon was. It was almost like a modified axe. It reminded me of something from like Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I think what it was. Or a hatchet. I don't know. Yeah, like a hatchet usually used for carving trees. So these kids were just getting fucking maimed by this thing. And he walks in there and he's just slicing back and forth. And these kids are just getting fucking annihilated left and right. And usually with these kind of slasher movies, people are getting picked off one by one. He's literally just in the thick of it and just going nuts. Yeah. So then there's the glass part, which that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Where oh, is that I'll... the one where the girl got her freaking face pushed down on it? Yes. Dude, like butter. Gag. <laughs> yeah, just he's just like uh, just lightly pushing her face down right through the glass and in the window. Yeah. So violent. Holy shit. Right through the temple on the side of her head. You can see the big shard of glass just making its way through this girl's head. It was fucking incredible. Oh, it was so gnarly. I thought that was awesome. It actually looked good. I thought it looked good for, I think this is probably more of a independent type movie, right? Absolutely. So it's, it has to be. It's like an independent type movie. I thought it looked great for what it was because you didn't see, you know how sometimes when you're watching these independent type movies and you see that little green screen or little idiosyncrasies that could cause it to be like, oh yeah, that's fake as fucking anything. But that one, it looked really good. It looked like a really good kill. Yeah, that part was awesome. And then I believe right after this is when they went to the lake, right? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. again, I was getting Friday the 13th vibes. Oh, absolutely. But one of my favorite parts of that is when they're getting to the lake, there's this one kid who's my favorite of the movie because literally he rolls up to the party in a taxi and the door opens in the backseat of the taxi and a bunch of beer cans fall out. And the taxi driver's like, get out of the fucking car, get out. Yep. <laughs> and he just rolls out, no shirt on. He's like, I'm here. And that was Zygus. Everyone that was there started cheering when he got out of the car too. Like they knew the life of the party just showed up. Yeah, that's the life of the party. He just showed up. Everyone was excited. But yeah, Zygus, I think this is maybe a little bit later on in the film, but between them escaping the cabin the first time and going down in the woods, they're just like trying to regroup, trying to figure out what the hell to do. They eventually do get to the lake where they get on a boat. But I wanted to talk about this one thing real quick is that when they went back to the cabin because they saw that people were still alive and that they were texting back because they're all in this group threat. And so they go back and they play dead in the cabin. So that way they can try to see if there's anyone in there. Killer comes in, Zygus stabs the guy in the leg and nothing happens to him. He gets up. The killer is just walking behind Zygus and it's like the weirdest fucking thing. Everyone else is booking it to the lake. Zygus is just walking, living his best life, just hanging out. And the killer's just walking behind him. He's looking back like, uh, okay, I guess you're coming. That type deal. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. He let him yeah. live. Yes, he did. And there's a reason for that. And it's because these people that he was killing, they all destroyed the statues in one form of another. And the way that they destroyed the statues is the way that they died. 
And I, I don't know if you noticed notice that. Didn't nope. notice that. Yeah. So towards the end, the girl that was wearing the nun outfit, the person that was doing like the dance music, all that stuff the whole time, the DJ, she was burnt alive because when she was DJing, she took a sip of her drink and threw alcohol onto the statue that was on fire. So he was killing these people in the same fashion that they destroyed his statues. Okay. Never noticed. That's cool. I thought, I thought that was really cool. Uh, so Zygus you know, got there late and never fucked with anything. That's why they left him alone. Exactly. Then, and then got, my man suddenly knew how to crab walk too. Yeah, he was pulling some Bray Wyatt shit. Uh, I saw them like, what the fuck is going on with Zygus? And he's like I said, he's just living his best life. He's there to party, whatever. He doesn't care. Nah, dude, he's cool. He reminded me like a old school punk rocker. Oh, God, yeah. Tall, All day. shaved head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like one of those kids you'd see at like Toxic Narcotic Show or some shit. Holy yeah. shit. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. I know. And just uh, fucking moshing or whatever. There's all sorts of punk bands I could have listed, but I, I don't know. I went with that one first. I like it. That's a good name drop. Yeah, it's a good name drop. It's a name drop that I don't think enough people hear. Now I just want to listen to their, there's, there's one album that I had when I was, oh, they are on Spotify. Sick. I remember being in high school. They have like one album. We're all doomed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I had this one on CD. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how I pulled that one out of my ass. 2002 that came up. Oh my God. Oh yeah. There's an American crust punk band from Boston, Massachusetts. No wonder why I know them. Who they formed in 1989. I can't. I, I don't think that fact. No way. They only had one song. No. No. They had a bunch of songs. I'm looking at them. There's like well over 20. Oh, you know who I was going to say if it wasn't going to be Toxic Narcotic? It was going to be The Unseen. I think that's who I was trying to think of, and then I just went with Toxic Narcotic. Okay. Well, that works. I like it. Yeah. So You ever see that movie, uh, Romper Stomper? Romper Stomper? No. That sounds like something that, like a hipster would wear. Russell Crowe was in it. It was a movie about like a bunch of skinheads, and like they were into punk rock, and I think it was Russell Crowe. How do you not remember this movie? I'd never seen it. It's yeah, look at that. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah, wow. That's way back. It's actually a, a pretty good movie. Oh, shit. I mean, the subject matter's fucked, but. Oh, wow. That's a young looking Russell Crowe. Good I this, Lord. I had on DVD. No shit. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing a romper. Yeah. Wow. This is kind of like what Ziggis looked like. 100%. That's exactly what he looked like. He looked like Russell Crowe in Romper Stomper. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. like the first thing I thought of when he got out of the taxi. I was like, holy shit. Is that Russell Crowe? Dude, good call. Wow. That's a deep dive. I would have never guessed that. I also have never seen this movie, but uh, it's like there's a lot of uh, Nazism going on in that one. Yeah. I mean, it won a ton of awards. Oh, no shit, huh? But it's actually a serious movie. I mean, Russell Crowe, you know? Yeah. It wasn't Nazi punks fuck off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those types of movies. Got it. I'm going to have to check that out. I'll look into it a little bit more, see what that's all about. But all right. Where were we? Yeah. They go back to the cabin and... They're playing dead, and then he decides to attack the killer. And the first one that attacks is the NBA player, or the person that's going to be in the NBA. He attacks. He ends up getting a fucking hatchet to the stomach. Goes down. Killer just cutting off his head, of course. Just hacking after hacking. And then, obviously, you see the head fly off. And then there's Marius. Marius decides to get the hell out of there. And he's trying to protect the girl that he likes, which is the girl that was wearing the nun outfit. He likes her. He's trying to protect her. And the thing is that the killer is not attacking Marius, even though he did provoke him a little bit. But killer is just like standing there. He's just walking towards him. 
but he's not making any fast movements. And that all goes in hand with how he was treating the statues. He didn't hurt the statues at all. He actually tried putting one of them back together. He was trying to get people to stop. So I think the killer was showing some sympathy for him and not going ballistic on him. And I think that's what happened with this is that everyone that died, died because they fucked with his statues. And honestly, who fucking does that? That's messed up. Is fucking with people's statues like that? Come on. And then you brought that girl up. Like she gave us a reason to hate her fucking guts. Oh, yeah. At least oh, yeah. I hate her because this dude, Marius, is being like a really good guy and he's protecting her from the killer. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're on the boat and she starts berating him. Yeah. But do you know why she berated him? Because... Apparently not. No. OK. So because dude, she thought he was a bitch, right? No, it's like, well, yes, she didn't like him like that. Also, they did kiss earlier, so Marius was under the impression that there would be something between them, and it was like the grossest fucking kiss ever, because there was like (laughs) this whole bridge of saliva between the two of them. I'm like, oh, that's fucking gross. So I had to look away from that. I can watch people's heads get lopped off, no problem, but when it comes to a bridge of spit between two people, I'm good. I'm all set. I remember watching that scene. I actually felt a little nauseous. Yeah. It was like a a spider web of spit. (laughs) God, yeah, it was. (laughs) It really was. So they're on the boat, and this is where I'm saying, Marius, there is a time and place for some discussions. When you're talking to a girl and you're telling her how you feel and how you'd like to be with her and stuff like that, kind of don't do it after a bunch of her friends were just hacked to pieces. There's a time and place, and I don't think he got that memo. Yeah, he had no clue. He was going to break this girl's heart. Yeah, no idea. So... This kid, it turns out, Marius is kind of a dick, if you really think about it. Very stoic, doesn't really care about anyone, if you think about it. He was only really caring about what's going on in his life. And so the girl's berating him for this, and he tells her to get off the boat. And so she actually just gladly gets off the boat. And now it's just Marius by himself. So she swims to shore i assume like we saw her swimming away that's all we really saw but later on we do see that she got burnt alive marius makes it back to shore he's trying to help a couple of other friends the killer captures him uh, knocks him out actually after marius went ballistic on one of his statues because marius was pissed about this whole thing and he started taking it on the statue killer hits him from behind in the back of the head and takes him with him drags him with him and you know what there's one thing i didn't mention though is that, remember I was telling you about Zegas, how he was actually just kind of walking away from the killer? And this is when they were actually going to the boat. Zegas was walking away from the killer. The killer is pursuing. People are getting on the boat. And the killer ends up just freaking whacking Zegas in the side of the head. And I'm like, oh, no. I thought right? he was, yeah. I thought he was toast right there. I thought that was a knife on the side of the head. But it looked like it was just merely a whack. You know, just a little dunk. And then they get on the boat. They get away from the killer. And poor Zygus gets dumped in the outhouse. I felt bad he died because he was the life of the party. He was cool. He didn't destroy any statues. And then he got put in the fucking the outhouse in the shit. You know, the actual hole that fucking everyone shits in. Like he was just thinking in that. (laughs) Actually in the shit. Oh my God. In the shit. Eating it for the rest of his life. Oh yeah. And at the end he's like underneath my fingernails smell like shit. The glass wasn't even as bad as this. No, that was hands down the worst part because I was ready to throw up because it was just a ton of shit and it was very liquidy. It was very gross. Someone wasn't eating enough fiber. No, it was all the kebabs. 
And kebabs are making people shit themselves. <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay, so now that we got that shit out of the way, literally. Literally. Marius, he gets knocked out by the killer. All of a sudden, he wakes up in a little farmhouse-looking thing tied up, and the killer's behind him, and he's got all of his statues set up, and he's kind of talking to them, and he's trying to figure out what the hell went wrong with them, and he's like, they did this, this, this. And that's where I mentioned you see the girl that was wearing the nun outfit. She was actually burned alive because her body was actually in that cabin as well. So they're just hanging out. Marius is trying to figure out how the hell to get out of there. The killer comes up and says, you're going to be this person. I guess one of the statues had a particular name and he's going to take over that statue's name. And the guy was obviously crazy. He was talking to all of them. And Corey... Let me ask you this. The killer, by the way, we're calling him Mason. Mason, because he's not quite Jason, but he's Mason. Mason, not quite Jason. Mason, not quite Jason. Okay. So <laughs> Mason, he takes the mask off, and it is the most anticlimactic reveal I've ever experienced. He just, like, takes the mask off, and he's like, you're going to be so-and-so. It's like, okay. So he, yeah. like, like, he... Pop- he looked like he'd been burned a little bit, but he looked very normal otherwise. Yeah, just normal, very burnt. I don't know what the burn was from, but he just seemed really, I don't know, just more crazy. More like he, he could hear things and, you he know, just really hyper-focused on statues. I got a lot of Leatherface vibes from him, honestly, when they did the big reveal. He just seemed like a normal guy that was, like, troubled, you know? I could see that now that I think got it. Because I wasn't thinking that either. I was just thinking bargain deal Jason, a.k.a. Mason. I didn't even think that he had similarities to Leatherface. But you make an absolutely good point that, yes, he has similarities. Because Leatherface, he wasn't a bad guy. He was given a shit deal. And he did the best he could with it. He's a troubled kid who struggled with gender issues and he would wear people's faces and he had that skin condition. His parents didn't really care for him. They treated him like an animal. So he's a product of his environment. Yeah, it's completely normal. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this guy, probably a product of his environment. I don't know how half his body was burnt. I'm sure maybe if there's a second one, we'll figure that out. Maybe there'll be some sort of prequel to the whole thing. Who knows? Maybe. But he's talking to Marius telling him he's going to be this and that. And eventually what happens is one of Marius's friends distracts Mason. Mason leaves and Marius is able to escape via another friend. So they get out of there. But before they leave, they lit the place on fire. Statue's still inside, all this. Mason uh, Mason is going after one of his friends. <laughs> is it funny you're laughing your ass off because I'm calling him Mason? <laughs> Just fucking snorted. Mason, not quite Jason. (laughs) Mason, not quite Jason. So Mason, not quite Jason. He's about to kill one of his friends. And Marius goes, hey, Mason, so-and-so's in the barn. They're getting burnt. They need help. Mason's like, okay, I'll be back. He just just runs. Just runs right into the fire trying to save his statues. That is how you kill him. So the whole time we could have just lit the barn on fire and tell him to be like, hey, go there. Oh, okay. And he goes there and he gets burnt alive. Or does he? We don't know. All we see is that the place is engulfed in flames and you see him like hugging a statue. And that's all from a distance. That's all we see. But that was so anticlimactic as well. The reveal, anticlimactic. The the death of the killer, also very anticlimactic. When that was done, I was like, oh, okay. So I guess that's it. Then this part 
This part fucking killed me. I don't know why I laughed so hard, but it was Marius, his friend, and this other girl, like one of those art type girls from the class. So they're hanging out. Marius's friend is bleeding out. He got stabbed in the gut. And the other girl is just hanging out there, and she's obviously still distraught. So Marius's friend dies on the side of the road, and the girl is going off on Marius, saying this is all his fault and all this and that and this and that. And the dude straight up yates her off a cliff. I I did. I, I laughed. I actually, I, what are you, I chortled when this happened. <laughs> chortled? I've never heard chortled. Casually fucking yeet right off a cliff. Yep. And then they like zoom in on her lifeless body just stuck in a pile of rocks. Yeah, just at the very bottom, like, oh, okay, she's very dead. Hilarity ensues. He ends up in the hospital at that point because of the whole ordeal. So he's in the hospital. I'm thinking he's the only survivor, which, okay, cool, whatever. And then my boy Zegas shows up. He's like, you're alive. The dude fucking just still vibing, hanging out like, hey, man. And that's when he's like, it smells like shit under my fingernails. Because he probably... He's like, I don't remember what happened, but it smells like shit under my fingernails. The dude was drunk the whole time, got thwacked in the head by Mason, gets dropped in fucking like a pile of shit or like just a pool of shit. And now he's back. So he was my favorite part of this whole movie. Besides the cabin slaughtering, the fish in a barrel, I'm calling it. The fish in a barrel, Mason just going off on everyone. With that said, Corey, what do you give it? I'm going to give this a four out of five dead kids. I thought the score was amazing. Uh, Ooh, really cool soundtrack. Call. Obviously, I love the setting, the visuals. I love the brutalities of the killer. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but it reminded me a lot of early Friday the 13th and Halloween films. You've got the menacing killer that's just scary and kind of terrifying, emotionless. And you brought it up. The ending was very strange. And that's the only reason I'm giving this a four because the ending was so fucking weird. But maybe it kind of leaves it open for a sequel. That's the only reason I can think it ended the way that it did. Yeah. And part of me thinks that maybe he perpetrated the whole thing. Maybe he knew that all this shit was going down and that he wasn't really like friends with any of those people. They were just basically kind of using each other. Like they were expecting the freaking NBA kid to throw the party. And they all jumped on board with Marius when he's like, oh, I got a place to party. And it's really like... Maybe he perpetrated the whole thing. Maybe he was like, okay, well, I know this place. If you fuck with this shit, he's going to kill you. Who knows? But for me, I'm going to also give it a four out of five. I thought it was good. I, too, loved the score. I thought that was great. It had that, like, that dark EDM type style. I feel like that's something I could definitely listen to on Spotify and just hang out, relax, and, I don't know, work on 30 Screams of Less shit and just enjoy it. So I thought it was a great soundtrack. The music, especially during that cabin part, it was so dark and so menacing. And you're right. The killer was very menacing, just fucking emotionless and visceral and just going and killing. And that's it. And do you blame him? People fucked his shit up and he was pissed. I don't blame him. I mean, I probably wouldn't like go that crazy, but you know, that's a lot of work put into that, especially when you only have one eye and half your body's burnt. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And carving wood. Come on. That's a talent. Dude, I have a tiki hut in my backyard. Not a tiki hut. I'm sorry. I have a tiki pole in my backyard that someone carved in like a couple hours. I came back home. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck is that amazing thing? Wait, it's a, wait, it just appeared in your backyard? Yeah, it was like a dead tree cut in half. 
And I'm like, well, that's too bad they ain't doing something about this. And my landlord's like, hey, I'm going to have a guy come over on Saturday and he's going to carve that thing into a tiki pole. I'm like, are you kidding uh, me? I am dead ass serious. So someone just came over and carved up a tree into a tiki pole. Yeah, I'm going to have to send you. I don't think I sent it to you. No, I, I have not seen that. All right. You know what? I'll just do it real quick so I can get your reaction on the fucking recording here because it is absolutely absurd. I came back. I was like, what the fuck? Because I've always wanted kind of like a tiki hut in my backyard. Well, now you've got a tiki pole. You've got somewhere to start. Yeah. Basically, already started. Look at this fucking thing. What the fuck? Yeah, right? That looks like you, you better watch out, man. The thing might be putting a curse on you or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or maybe it's to scare away demons or something. Who knows? To I mean, Florida. I mean, anyway. I've been having a hard time sleeping. I mean, maybe. anything can kill you in Florida, so. That's true. Anything can. I've got lizards like crazy here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was really cool. But That is really cool. I'm like zooming in and out on it. It's like a face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a face. There's a pineapple on his head and all sorts of shit. It's cool. So this was actually a tree stump when you saw it last? Yep. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So that took the guy, I think, two hours, two to three hours. Okay. So it's an absolute skill. It's art. It's pure art. So for that guy to do those statues, those wooden statues, I mean, they were very crude. It takes a lot of work. That's definitely something very talented. So he was pretty talented and they fucked his shit up and I don't blame him for being pissed. He deserved it. Everyone yep, that it, got killed by him deserved it. Yep. Fucking fuck all them. Fuck them. All a bunch of dicks. Stupid kids. So, I'm glad they're all dead. So yeah, four out of five, definitely cool parts. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's exclusively streaming on Screenbox. So if you have it, definitely check it out. If you don't have Screenbox, fucking get it. It's so damn cheap. I mean, you're paying four times the amount for Netflix if you're paying for Netflix these days. It literally costs you $27 a year if you pay for the year. I just paid for the year because I'm like, this is nothing. You know, yeah. it's a fucking hour's worth of work. And you get great movies like this. Plus, I will give them credit, too. They've been improving their mobile app. So, oh, I didn't even realize they had a mobile app. Yeah. When we first started working with them, I was using the mobile app because that was the only way I could figure out how to Chromecast. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was really difficult to use bugs, glitches, but I was able to watch this with no problems. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So they've definitely made some strides towards improvements from what I gather. UI has been pretty good to me lately. So I think they're really putting some work into Screenbox and we love it. We think Screenbox is great. Yeah. I'm on there all the time. I mean, there's always something to watch. Yeah. And if you're like a real horror fan, a real horror aficionado, it's definitely the service for you because there's a lot of niche stuff, a lot of foreign films, films from the 70s, early 80s that really just kind of flew under the radar. A lot of those properties. It's very cool. So we definitely recommend checking it out. But everyone, be sure to like, follow and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Leave us a five star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And of course, be sure to tell your friends. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network with podcasts ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror and all that stuff. So definitely check out ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Great stuff. Also, visit 30screamswithless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, be sure to send an email to 30screamswithless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag, hashtag 30screamswithless, and we'll talk that way. But 
definitely hit us up. Give us your recommendations. Maybe we'll throw them up here. We have a list ready. We're working through it. So your movie could be next. But we also have a t-shirt design that is now completely finished. We actually just got the artwork today. Our inbox is lit up like you wouldn't believe. But now we're actually in the process of working on getting a web store set up. Honestly, it shouldn't take too long to get going. But once we're ready, we'll definitely let you know. We'll let you know the shirt's available. We're going to have other merchandise available as well. So buy the new shirt or buy everything. We hope you buy everything, honestly. So definitely stop by and buy some shit so we can stop being poor. And then we can make a few bucks off of this joke of a podcast. Yeah, please make it worth it. Yeah. I'm sitting in a fucking hundred degree room right now just so I can take <laughs> this stupid thing. Make it he, worth it. He needs air conditioning, folks. Get I him should, an AC unit. I need AC. Or at least a block of ice with a fan. That would be so cool. Oh my God. That would be so absurd just to see you with a block of ice and like, I'm recording a podcast. I have a fan in here, but I can't use it because it picks up on the microphone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe, okay. So fan won't work. We'll just have to have you sit on a block of ice. Fine. Just call, fine. Me, call me Frosty the fat ass. <laughs> Frosty the fat ass hanging out with Mason, the non Jason. <laughs> Mason, not quite Jason. Mason, not quite Jason. You know what? I'm going to have to make a shirt for that. Mason, not quite Jason. We can't get sued for that one. We made it up. So, we might get sued for the shirt. No, I think we're good. Well, maybe if we use the likeness, who knows? We'll see if a cease and desist gets delivered to the house. Oh, I can't wait. If they can find me. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. I hope aliens impregnate me with a clone of Wayne Newton. What the fuck? People are going to be like, what did they just say? I need to put in the outtakes that... Corey writes this shit down on the fly. I just read it. Oh, man. That's my favorite part of this podcast now. Was that very end of me just being like, whatever? Yeah. Everything else sucks. You reading anything I write down is my favorite part. Oh, that's funny. Good times. Good times. Jesus. Oh, funny. man.